What's up, everybody? Paflin here, and welcome to episode 1126 of Ask Pat 2.0. You're about to listen to a coaching call between myself and an entrepreneur just like you, and today we're listening to Sandy, who is the founder of The Paddle School, P-A-D-E-L. Not like paddling with, like doggy paddle, not paddling like with an oar. Paddle as in the sport a sport that is widely unknown, however, super popular in many places like Spain. And Sandy is one of the, if not the only, English-speaking coach in the world, which presents itself with a number of different challenges for growth, for exposure, but also amazing opportunities too. You can find them at thepaddleschool.com. That's P-A-D-E-L, thepaddleschool.com. So you can see what this is like he explains what it is in the beginning in terms of how this sport is like other sports, but not really, and how it's grown, and where it's popular, and what he's done, and what he wants to do, but what he's unable to do, and how I help him. And hopefully you can listen in, get inspired, get some ideas, and all the good things too. So without further ado, here is Sandy Farkason, founder of thepaddleschool.com. Here we go. Sandy, welcome to Ask Pat 2.0. Thanks so much for being here today. Thank you for having me, Pat. Absolute pleasure. A pleasure is all mine. And I'd love to uh, have you introduce yourself a little bit to the audience who's listening right now and tell us a little bit about what you do. Yeah. Um, so my name's uh, Sandy Farkson. Um, I work in paddle, which is a, a racket sport, which is kind of a combination of uh, tennis and squash. Actually, in the States, it's not too big yet, but uh, around the rest of the world, it's, it's growing rapidly. Pickleball? See, see, and that's actually the reason why it's a bit slow in the States is because there's so many of these different variations of racket sports. So it's um, it's more similar to platform tennis. I'm not sure if you've seen that. It's more in like the New York area. It's basically uh, enclosed by glass. And then you play always as a doubles, but the ball doesn't leave the, the playing field, basically. And it's called paddle. Yeah, P-A-D-E-L. And so I, my background is tennis before that. Um, and I used to play and coach tennis. Um, and I kind of fell into paddle about eight or nine years ago. I'm, I'm based in Dubai, um, and that's where where I started playing, basically. And it was only really small at that point, like one or two courts, and completely random how I, I landed in, you know, in into paddle. I, I basically was leaving Dubai. I, I cancelled my visa, sold all my furniture on the way to the airport, and someone basically dropped out of a, a paddle tournament. I said, look, you know, I'll go and play, but I've never played before. So I went to the tournament um, and it ended up being for one of the, the kind of big families over here. And um, we ended up winning the tournament. And at the end of the tournament, he said, look, would you consider coming back and, and basically being my paddle coach? So I said, you know, look, I, I, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it was kind of surreal. And, and at the time I had already been in Dubai a couple of years. And I said, look, you know, I'm sorry, but that just that's not going to suit me. You know, I don't know enough about paddle. If you sent me to Spain to learn about paddle, then, I, you know, I would consider it. And that's exactly what they did. So they sent me to Spain um, to learn from their kind of top coaches. Um, because basically the sport originated in Mexico um, and about 50 years ago. And it moved really rapidly to Argentina and Spain. And in Spain, it's the second biggest sport after football and soccer. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's it's huge. I mean, they have something like four million players in Spain. Um, it's uh, it's massive. So that's where I went basically to learn. Um, and I'm, I'm now still at that, that, that same 
sports club and coaching the, the the kind of members at that club. It's private, but um, you know, alongside that, I when I started learning, I, I, and I don't speak very good Spanish. I, I mean, really pigeon Spanish, but I wanted to learn. I wanted to learn the game and, and there was nothing in English and I, I like no content, like no blogs, no videos, nothing. And I kind of like was really frustrated at the time with that. And then, you know, after a couple of years of learning the sport myself, having spent a lot of time with these coaches, I thought, right, you know, I need to to try and help others learning the game because, I mean, it, it's growing so fast around the world that, that but there's no content for people. So, so that's exactly the reason why I started the Paddle School, which is my, um, you know, the YouTube channel and my Instagram page and, and my website is thepaddleschool.com. Um, and there basically I, I provide content for players wanting to, to, to learn the game. And now in the last couple of years, I've got involved with the, the British Paddle Federation. So I do their, I run their coach education. I uh, coach the National Junior Great Britain team and play for the, the British men's team. Um, and it's all kind of like I never even heard of the sport like eight or nine years ago. And it's, uh, it's just funny how it's kind of fallen into place, basically. Wow. Well, that's an incredible story. I mean, I feel like this needs to be written in a book or something because it's kind of unreal. There isn't one already. But congrats to you, by the way. So you coach, you have a platform where you teach this stuff online in, in English. What has happened since then? So um, I kind of started out um, bit by bit, really. I started initially with the Instagram and I made trick shots. And that was just big, even the fact that it was, you know, English, someone English speaking paddle. And, and, and really from there, I started giving kind of tutorials on Instagram, then I moved to YouTube. And then now I have a few courses online on my on my website. And there, there are no other like in, like native English speakers that, that teach the sport. There's a, a lot a lot of Spanish that speak in English, but it's kind of difficult to understand for most of them. And so I, I, I haven't used uh, Teachable or, or, or things like that for my courses. I've just kind of done it with unlisted YouTube and I've, I've kind of added them into my website. And I think actually having listened, I, originally my list of questions for you was absolutely massive, but having listened recently to uh, Betsy, the gymnast and to uh, Natasha, the softball player, like I've kind of answered a lot of those questions, which I did have of, you know, trying to streamline it uh, and just make it a more efficient process. Now that you have those answers kind of can you report back to me and everybody listening sort of what were the biggest takeaways that were related to the questions you had? Like what, what direction do you now have as a result of that? Particularly with, with Betsy, the, the, the gymnast, I listened to that a couple of times because I felt pretty much the same place that I'm kind of like trying to keep all these plates spinning. And I don't really like, you know, the, the time I'm spending doing social media, I also listened to Gary Vee and I was, you know, in that kind of content hamster wheel where it was taking me so long to make the content. I wasn't having time to devote it to, you know, things like the courses or, or like you said, I, I want, I do want to write uh, an ebook or a book. So I think one of the things that, and, and actually in your Will It Fly book, I love that post-its idea that you write it on the post-its, you take out the ones that, you know, are not kind of crucial. And, and I feel if I, if I don't do that regularly, I, I just, it, it just ends up being quite kind of confusing. I'm, I'm flitting between doing one thing here and one thing there, and I'm not doing any, like any of them as, as, as well as I would like, basically. So my kind of idea after listening to those was to, 
to to streamline my like my editing immediately like my my pod because I, I do a podcast as well the paddle school podcast and um, so to streamline that editing to streamline my youtube editing and have you know batch video which i do anyway but batch video and get an editor to do that which will free up um, a lot of my time and then also the the content for social media was i don't need to post like gary v like you said it in that in that thing that he's got 20 guys that does it you know at vayner media and and it's impossible for someone on their own to to even try and do that so one thing i i find a little bit difficult but i'm getting better at is if i have a course and i know it helps people is is kind of pushing people towards that course like i've i've spent so long giving free content and free information that sometimes it's not the imposter syndrome it's just i, I i'm not i'm not used to doing the sales side of things like you know and 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 that just takes a bit of getting used to and i think uh you know the other thing is is like i mentioned teachables or thinkific or one of these things just to help because you know like your course or like the complimentary thing that you have with super fans like it looks so nicely laid out whereas <laughs> mine is just a list of videos on my website and it's not you know it doesn't feel like the education kind of course that it should so those are those are areas that I want to kind of streamline so that I can spend time on the book and, and making more courses, basically. Good. And I think those two things are related, right? The idea that the course may not feel like it's as fine-tuned as it, as it could be, and then you having some sort of blockers or limitations in terms of how confident you are in selling this, and perhaps you know people might perceive it as not as valuable. You have customers already. Yeah, so... Um, I've started the website really I started kind of two or three months ago and it's been a little bit of trial and error but mm. I've started my email list now and I've just hit a thousand registered or, or whatever and I've got 50 60 courses uh, signups which which is great um and and you know that the feedback that I get and and this is another thing is like the price point which is always tough with this I, I find but Everyone who's signed up, you know, because I asked them for feedback, they they they've loved it, and they think you know I'm I'm selling it too low, or you know whatever. But but it, it's it's one of those one of those things. I I know that my courses will get more complex or, or like deeper, and and therefore I could probably ask for more. I, I can't remember if it was either yourself or one or another podcast I was listening to that because I was doing so much free content, I wanted kind of a couple of smaller courses just to let people know that I would be asking them for, um, you know, some revenue at some point. So that that's kind of what those courses were were for, really. But it, it, it is it is working and the channels are growing and, and it's, it is coming together. I kind of feel like I'm like catching clouds here to try and push them. <laughs> push them together but it's uh yeah no, it, it is it is getting slightly more streamlined yeah and that, and that's a great thing to do and this is uh the point in your business that 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 it makes sense to do this you've done the sort of ready fire aim approach where you've sort of shipped things before they were perfect and that's a great thing because you're able to go out there and get feedback and the reason why i asked if you had customers earlier is because i wanted to know what they're saying about the course and it's so funny how even though it's selling even though people are telling you that you could probably charge more. You're still something inside of you is telling you that, oh, maybe this isn't a value or I feel bad about selling or whatever. And I completely understand that was the exact same way. But a few things helped me when I began selling my own stuff because 
I sold other people's stuff for eight years before I sold, I sold my own stuff as an affiliate. And I, ha- I had some big hurdles to get over. And the biggest one that helped me was realizing that you can serve and sell at the same time. And in fact, you're almost doing your audience a disservice by giving everything away for free. Um, a lot of times people don't take action on the things that they don't invest in or have skin in the game with. In addition to that, people can get access to the content for free on websites and on YouTube and whatever. But two things, number one, it's more conveniently laid out in a course that's more structured. It's more handholding all, all the way through, which I'm sure your course is. And we'll talk about software in just a minute. But number two, are they also getting additional access to you that they aren't getting anywhere else in the course? I'd love for you to answer that question. With one of my products that I'm, I'm just putting on now is, is basically an analysis product. So you could send me a, a video of you playing and I will break that down in, into a summary video and send it back to you. And with that, I would do a Zoom call. But the other ones, the, the other courses that are kind of, you know, a collection of tutorials, not, not so much. Sometimes it's so clear that, you know, if you do office hours or something that's in there, then, you know, you, you got to have, you know, you got to get paid for that, that time. But if it's just the information alone, it can still work. And obviously it is uh, working for you. Let me ask you, what is the transformation that you're offering in that course? What do people get after spending time with you or that information in the course on the other end of that? What's the end result of the course for them? Ideally, that they improve their performance in these kind of difficult areas of the game and um, the two courses I have are, are the, the two areas of the game that unless you get lessons you know you, you will struggle to to get that technique because it's it's technical and and to be honest you'd be very lucky if you could find a, an English speaking coach yeah well there's there's one piece of value there the fact that it's like the only one that exists uh, how much are lessons or how much would lessons normally cost somebody so Obviously, like I'm in Dubai, which is a little bit more expensive, but generally speaking, it'd be about 50 bucks for an hour. 50 bucks an hour. And how many hours might a person need to sort of just gain these skills and, you know, get proficient with this? The thing with paddling, and this is where it really is different from tennis, is I could go on court with you now and you and I, we could play with your family or or friends and and we could have a fun game. So, And and you might come away from that thinking, oh, I really want to be a social player. I don't need lessons to play. Whereas if I took you onto a tennis court, you would need lessons in order to enjoy the game, you know, like, um, so I found (laughs) it. So, so. This is is more for, you know, like I've basically got in those two courses, I've got nine or 10 videos um, in each. And if I if I was going to teach if I was teaching you those shots, I would probably have to spend two, maybe three physical lessons on each of those areas. Okay, And how much is the course? It is about it's 20 pounds. So, yeah, about 25, 30 bucks. So. You're telling me I could get the same information that I could get within three hours, aka 150 pounds or 20 bucks, 20, 20 pounds. I mean, that's a huge value. Like what what it is that you're offering is you're offering the convenience, number one, the being able to uh, watch these things on demand on your own time. So you don't actually have to go to a place to go and, you know, uh, find a coach and, and whatever. Accessibility to your knowledge and your expertise. So I, I, I think perhaps there might be a sense that you don't even realize how important you are in this space. I, I don't know if it's just because you're too selfless or you just don't even know, but it sounds like you are the authority. And to have a $20 program for something like this is almost like stealing from you, in my opinion. 
Yeah, I, I, I just, I guess I didn't really think of it from that perspective. I think of it that, you know, I would love to be there with you in person because I know that I can go into a lot, you know, like I, I can physically correct you in person. Um, so I kind of price this at a lower, lower than that, thinking that, you know, I wouldn't be able to do that. But when you, when you say it like that, as far as accessibility, yeah, that, that, makes, that makes total sense. Yeah, and I'm not telling you you have to raise the price. I'm just trying to justify the fact that this thing that you're selling is worth selling. There is mm. value here on the other end, right? So that's, that's sort of piece number one. And probably the other part, like I said earlier, is just the, uh, the way that you put it together it perhaps seems a little Frankenstein hodgepodge, sort of just kind of pieced together, like you said, grabbing clouds. I think if you did go to another platform, if you choose to want to do this, I think you did it in a smart way of just like, okay, if this were easy, what would it look like? Unlisted YouTube videos on my website, done. Now you're at a point where you're starting to see some momentum. You can benefit by investing in one of these platforms like Teachable or Thinkific or what have you. Obviously, I'm a big fan of Teachable. I'm an advisor to the company, so a little bit biased. Just take that for what it's worth. But it is simple and it's easy and it's very professional, right? A person goes in, they feel like they're enrolling in a school you can even have things like certificates and quizzes and the ability for comments and other things that are just much easier to do and open up that that entire team is there to help you and your students versus doing it on your own platform can be very difficult. So that could potentially allow you to even understand that there's even more value here because of the way that it's structured and the way that it feels and the way that it's uh, presented, if you will. So that's really interesting. And then, and, and, and then you know, the other part of this was related to, well, what what does making this process streamlined open up for you? And I'm glad you mentioned that at the end, which means you'd be able to write these books and you'd be able to create these courses. That's going to be the reward for putting in this effort now. And I think mm-hmm. that you hopefully clearly see the direction you need to take. And I'm glad that you listened to that episode with Betsy. And I'm, I'm remembering that conversation. And, um, you know, she too is like the only one in the world that teaches what she teaches. So that conversation, for those of you listening might remember, it was, a, it was a lot about legacy too, right? Like when I get older, how does this information continue and, and, and keep going? And I think an online course is a brilliant way to do that. Even if you, for example, were to retire, this information is still going to be available. You're still able to teach this stuff, or you can obviously hire an apprentice or somebody uh, underneath you. And it doesn't sound like, correct me if I'm wrong, that there's any issue with growth. I mean, you have students, you have a, a growing email list. I think that your positioning allows you to grow um, without you almost trying. I'm sure you're putting in effort, obviously, but um, is the growth and the exposure at all a struggle for you? Or is it, is it simply the systems inside the business? Well, actually, that leads on to kind of my next or, or probably my, my main question is that the nice thing here is, is yes, like like I'm growing, like like my social media channels are growing, but also the sport is growing like rapidly. Like it's the, it's the fastest growing sport at the moment. And like, just to give you an idea, like almost 40% of my views and, and everything is from Sweden. Like, and, and that is, you know, like per month, I'm getting just Sweden alone about 150 to 200,000 views, like just Sweden. And, it's, and so, and, and so to lead to my next question is I'm, I'm wondering whether, you know, obviously I'm doing it in English and, and that's the international language, whether firstly I, I should look at other languages. Um, I have someone in Japan and someone in Iran that translate my subtitles just because they're passionate about the game and they want to, you know, so so they have, you know, videos with Japanese subtitles, video with Persian subtitles. But I, I'm, I'm kind of also 
knowing that there are, are other coaches similar to myself in these positions. Like I, I know them well. It's, you know, the Japanese national coach and I know the Swedish national coach. And, and these guys are kind of in the same boat as me. And, and I'm just wondering, I've thrown around the idea of kind of ambassadors or working as a team with them. or But I don't, in my mind, I can't really see how that looks um, and also whether I need it from a language perspective or whether I should just continue in English. Well, obviously you're going to continue in English no matter mm. what, right? like that's, that's going to happen. But in terms of these partnerships or ambassadors, tell me what your big worry is related to all that. Like what, what, what's the whole, what's holding you back from doing that? I'm curious. The only thing holding me, me back is that I don't really know what I can, uh, can offer them. Um, like the, this is the other coaches. So the thing that I, I really like, and, and you've, you've, you've talked about it a few times before, is when you started out and you went and you were making these, you had your blog and you were making these papers and you went to your first mastermind group and you didn't really know what was going on and, and everyone was like blown away with the figures that you're getting and, and then gave you advice. I kind of feel like I, I somehow need to find a group that I can bounce ideas off or, or, or people that are in a similar situation to me that that I can talk to because at the moment I'm, I'm doing all these things and, and trying to develop like different parts of the game whether it's coach education and stuff like this and I don't really have anyone to talk to so it would be useful from that perspective but I just don't know you know if I like if for affiliate for my courses or I, I, I can't really you know in my mind, work out the logistics of that, if that makes sense. Yeah. And that's something that you won't know how to figure out until you're sort of taking a ready fire aim approach again. And the way that I would do it is if you have these relationships already with, with these people, I would even have one conversation to just express, you know, Hey, this is what I'm thinking. I don't know what this might look like. Is this even something you're interested in? What ideas do you have? If it is something you're interested in, let's build it together and let's talk about it again, no guarantees, but we have this central hub and we can have arms within this hub to speak to those different languages. And you could potentially sort of um, come in as a partner for those sections, right? Where you might have the ability to uh, help them with the technological part of it, right? Getting the courses set up and you kind of do a rev share, like that's a possibility. Or if they're happy to promote something in English or a course that you have that has subtitles, you can just essentially have them promote it. I think the big question I have for you is, well, what, what ultimately do you want and where or how big do you want this to go? I don't know where you're at in terms of this. Is this more of just a, a lifestyle thing? And you're just like, I, I just want to make some passive income and, 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 and play paddle all the time. Or is this, you know, hey, this is this is a thing that could become the start of the worldwide adoption of this. And I want to step up and work with others to make that happen. Where do you sort of fall in that? my kind of long-term goal would be, you know, to have my own, to have my own venue, like to have my own club, but really, you know, like, again, a bit like Betsy, like to spend some of my time on court doing, you know, the day-to-day, -day, but the rest of my time, I, I enjoy, I enjoy this type of thing. And, and it's almost to be a kind of leader in this industry, you know, to help other people, you know, learn the game basically, and, and to spread, to, to spread the sport. The cool thing is, you have the ability to create whatever you want. You could create an ambassador program and you could reach out and just define it like, hey, I have this ambassador program where I'm looking for coaches in individual countries to sort of take the lead and help those who are in that country and teach. 
and I'll supply you with the website space on my page and the, you know, tools and whatnot. And you just have to create these lessons and I'll put them in there for you. And just bounce that idea around if that is something that you can imagine. I I think spending some time imagining, like just perhaps even, you know, coming up with some different scenarios about how you might be able to work with others uh, would be really interesting. You know, sort of like the post-it note idea, like let's get all the ideas out and Mm. perhaps look at other sports, perhaps sports like pickleball, right? Like some, some sports where it's not quite as common, but there are personalities. There are people out there who are absolutely authorities in that space. Cricket, obviously very big in other countries, not so much in the U.S., but what are U.S. personalities doing to help spread the word and work with people related to cricket? Handball, I think, is another one. I know a friend of mine, Lewis House, is on the United States handball team, and it was a sport I had never even heard of before. That's very popular in other uh, other, pace, other places. And to perhaps use that as a, a starting point for inspiration for, okay, well, what are these organizations? What are these, you know, schools doing? And, um, you know, what do I like? What do I don't like? And you get to kind of, you know, Plato it, turn it into whatever it is that you want. I think it's going to be a big internal conversation that you're going to have to have with yourself in terms of what do I want it to look like and then test it. That's the beauty of this. If you've read Will It Fly, you know, let's come up with an idea, a hypothesis, and like science, right? You put it in a little Petri dish and you just like experiment with it. Try it. Maybe it's Sweden because you have a big following there and you just experiment with that. And if it works, awesome. Now move on to the second country and the third country and the fourth country. Mm -hmm. Or if it bombs, go, okay, well, that didn't work. Let's go back to what did work or let's try something new and then go from there. And what's important to do is over time, as you begin to grow, it's important for you to check in with yourself as well, because although you currently are excited about the things way the, the way are, when things grow and, and when they grow quite quickly, it's easy to fall into the growth trap where you're working 10, 12 hours a day and you, you don't even know until you've burnt out, right? So just con- being conscious about your growth and um, how you're feeling about where things are going is, is really key. Your gut can tell you a lot about, you, you know, your gut reaction can tell you a lot related to sort of what's happening in your business. So um, I don't know, does that help uh, provide any perspective and sort of perhaps any direction for you as well? Yeah, definitely. Um, I like that idea with the ambassadors. And that actually, because another area that I'm just starting to to have people ask me is online coaching. And that's another thing that if I had ambassadors or or people that I work with, that it it, it makes, you know, again, it's it's streamlining that process. I think that, you know, it could could be quite an interesting thing. I think so. And by the way, Teachable just released uh, this week, the week that we're recording this, their coaching platform on top of Teachable. You can actually have direct one-on-one conversation and interactions through their platform and they will help sort of stabilize and, and, and create that for you, whether I think it's you or even a coach that you bring on with you. That that could be a good sign. I think maybe that is a sign that uh, that might be the next step for you to check out that platform do a little bit more research before jumping in, but obviously I'm a big supporter of, of that platform. And I think that uh, with the coaching aspect on top of it too, for things like this, it could work out really, really well as an additional income stream too. Mm, yeah, I think so. That's, uh, that's good. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. Sandy, any, any final worries or, or is it just kind of boom time from here? Um, I mean, I, I have more questions in my mind. I actually have one quick one while we're, while we're, we're still, still going. Um, People have asked about content creation, um, you know, because obviously, like there's there's clubs and they they don't know how to create their own videos and do things like that. Um, I'm is this the kind of thing? Do you think I should just 
um, give them content. And as long as they tag me or, or, or things like that, it's just a good way of kind of supporting clubs. Or is that is that something that people, you know, turn into a business side or I'm not not quite sure how to, to approach it? You could. Um, there's a couple ways you could do this. Let's say, for example, they want the kinds of content that you have in your course. You can have a developer's license or an executive license where a company or a club can come in and get free access to that or give access to their members, but the price is going to be much higher. It's going to be like $4.99 a month, right? $499 or even $999 a month for that club to give access to their members to, right? Um, so that's that's one way to do it, the sort of licensing approach. However, if YouTube is a big hub for you, which it sounds like it is, and as well as Instagram, you could offer those videos on YouTube, just give them permission to embed it, which will obviously help you grow your YouTube channel. That's mm. the easiest to do probably. And obviously you're going to get a lot more eyeballs on you. You're going to have, perhaps you can even make sure that when they do that, they also uh, credit you and put a link to your website. They can even become an affiliate for your your course. If, if, if you want to do a rev share and they can help push it out and send, like they all have email lists too, that you could take advantage of as well. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's again, one of those things where there's many different ways you could do it. I would do what's comfortable to you and also perhaps start by trying one that's easy and then branching out from there. But that's a cool opportunity. I think, I think that could help you uh, spur even more growth. Amazing. Um, Sandy, this has been fantastic. Where can people go to find out more and follow the journey with you? Um, at, at The Paddle School. So that's uh, The Paddle, P-A-D-E-L School um, on Instagram and YouTube and thepaddleschool.com. Epic. Sandy, we'll follow up with you. Hopefully we can bring you back on. We can get a sense of like what the journey's been since between now and then. If, if you don't mind, that'd be really cool. I'd love to. Yeah. Uh, good luck. Thank you. Thanks again. Thank you. Thank you, Pat. Have a good day. All right. I hope you enjoyed that coaching call with Sandy. Again, you can find him and his school at thepaddleschool.com. I just think it's incredible. Just when I discover these new things and people stepping up to go, hey, you know what? I'm going to be that guy or I'm going to be that girl. I'm gonna be the go-to place for this thing. It just makes me so happy because it reminds me of when I first started out becoming that person in the very, very tiny niche of the lead exam within the architecture design space, right? And that changed my entire life. And if you happen to be in a space where there is sort of a bunch of people already and it's not like you're the only one, well, you have to find something that makes you the only one of something even though it might be a more general or more crowded space, what is it that's unique about you? What's your unique selling proposition? What is the thing that has you standing out from everybody else out there, right? We need to find out what that is. And that's your homework if you don't know what that is already, if that is your challenge. So anyway, Sandy, thank you so much for coming on the show and allowing us to share this with everybody. It was super helpful. And I'm really excited to share it with everybody and uh, hear what they think. And for anybody out there who's listening who also wants to potentially get coached here on Ask Pat, just like Sandy did today, or Chapin did last week, or Amanda next week. I mean, we have over a thousand. We're not stopping anytime soon. All I ask is that you go to askpat.com and you fill out the application there to make it happen. Can't guarantee it, but that's how we make it happen. Secondly, we are uh, currently in the middle of launching SPI Pro, our brand new membership platform, community, safe space for committed entrepreneurs. And if that sounds like you, I'd invite you to check out the page at smartpassiveincome.com slash pro. That's no spaces, no dashes, smartpassiveincome.com slash pro. You can check it out there 
And thank you so much. Make sure you hit subscribe so you can check out next week's episode. And until then, I hope you're having a great summer and I appreciate you. And of course, if you're like in Australia, I hope you're having a great winter, right? Because it's opposite over there. Anyway, I love you all. Worldwide audience, I'm just so grateful for you. Appreciate you so much. Take care. And as always, Team Flynn for the win. Peace. Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while. And that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show. For now, at least. And this way, we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects. That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, the Smart Passive Income podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.